Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Ezekiel, the prophet of God. We use a King James Version Bible. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Yahshua as we go through Ezekiel, the prophet of God. Last time we left off with, we're going to answer some questions as we go through chapter 2. And let's see. First of all, These are the questions that we're going to be answering in Chapter 2. Did Ezekiel get a wake-up call? Did God get his attention? Do you think Ezekiel listened to the religious community anymore? I want us to read chapter 2, but we're only going to read up to, cha- to verse 5, because that's what we're going to work on today. Beginning in chapter 1 at the end, because we're going to look at that as we go into chapter 2. So Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 28. As the appearance of the bow that is in the cloud in the day of rain so was the appearance of the brightness round about. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. And when I saw it, I fell upon my face, and I heard a voice of one that spake. Chapter 2, verse 1. And he said unto me, Son of man, stand upon thy feet, and I will speak unto thee. And the Spirit entered into me when he spake unto me and set me upon my feet that I heard him that spake unto me and he said unto me son of man I send thee to the children of Israel to a rebellious nation that hath rebelled against me they and their fathers have transgressed against me even unto this very day for they are impudent children and stiff-hearted I do send thee unto them, and thou shalt say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God. And they, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear, for they are a rebellious house, yet shall know that there hath been a prophet among them. So, let's go back. Ezekiel is going to see and talk to God, the God of Israel. Ezekiel is able to see into heaven behind the living creatures that got his attention. So remember, 
All of this happened while he's at captivity. He's at by the river with the captives. They can't see this, but Ezekiel can. And we know that the um, vehicles that the uh, living creatures had was in the dimension of heaven. And Ezekiel was able to see behind them, and what he saw was the throne of God. So that was in um, chapter 1. Then it shows us he sees the rainbow over the throne that God allows everyone on earth to see. So there's a rainbow on earth whenever it rains, and that's a covenant between God and the earth. And, but that rainbow is uh, from the heavenly dimension, from God's dimension, not just the sky, but that's from the hidden dimension where you can't see into heaven. But everybody on earth can see that little piece of heaven. And Ezekiel sees that that rainbow is actually um, a part of what surrounds God's throne. It, it's, um, it emanates from around him, that's the power, that's, you know, that's how you see the glory, the brightness of God. Ezekiel then tells us, first of all, in chapter 2 here, verse 1, um, no, in uh, the end of 28, tells us that he knew who was on the throne. I find that interesting, that no one has to tell anyone who sees the throne of God who Yahweh, the God of Israel, is. That's, you know, I never really thought about that before. No one, like, came up to Ezekiel and, and said, hey, that's God, you know. Um, so he just knew it was God. Ezekiel describes God as overwhelming in his glory and magnificence, so overwhelming that Ezekiel, who was on earth seeing into heaven, went down on his face in respect to what he saw. It's, it wasn't fear, it was respect. The power of God. God wanted Ezekiel to see who he was and that he had no doubt because Ezekiel had a job to do for him, and that job was to go to Israel and tell them what he wants them to tell, to have Ezekiel tell them. You know, Ezekiel seeing God like that and then going on his face reminds me of Paul when he met Jesus on the road to Damascus. And he also was on the ground in respect to the appearance and authority God had given to Jesus. It's interesting, isn't it? I want us to hold that place and go to Acts, just so you see that um, the supernatural, um, Acts chapter 9, the supernatural, when they um, are around, uh, they can appear like, you know, a regular human, 
with no glory and no stuff. But they can also, you know, appear as they are and show you, you know, the way that they look supernaturally. So let's read about Saul, Paul. Chapter 9, verse 1. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughters against the disciples of the Lord, went, in, went unto the high priest. Now, it is interesting, isn't it, that Ezekiel um, was with the captives, and he was with the priest of the captives, and they hated Jeremiah, and Jeremiah had sent him a less, um, them all a letter, and they all thought, including Ezekiel, that Jeremiah was, you know, crazy. And, and not speaking for God. So, in a way, Ezekiel was actually in the same state. You understand? He, he, they wanted Jeremiah taken out. And so, Ezekiel had thought these things about Jeremiah, as they all did. So, Saul's all upset. Now, you understand that Saul's upset for the same reason that Ezekiel's upset. Saul was upset, not because he was evil, but because he was a dedicated Pharisee that knew the law of God. And the law of God was very specific. You can't, uh, don't listen to someone that comes along and tries to add things to what it is that's written in the law. And so in um, Saul's mind that this Jesus was you know, someone that was, you know, and his followers was someone that was trying to pervert the law of God. And, of course, I'm sure that Saul had heard about Jesus, um, you know, that people say that Jesus, you know, was doing away with the law, which, of course, Saul would have been very angry at. So he was going after, you know, those people that were messing up his um, laws that Moses had given them. Now, in Ezekiel's case, it was about the same thing. I mean, you know, except for Ezekiel, he wasn't a bad person. He thought that the religious community that he was connected to was actually doing what God wanted them to do. You understand? Verse 2. And desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogue, that if he found any of this way, this way meaning the way of Jesus, that's what they used to call it, the way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. So they had to answer, and that's the way the law said, that you know, if you find someone that's breaking the law, you bring them to the priest, you bring them to Jerusalem, you bring them to the temple. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. So you see, supernatural, there was a light from heaven. And this light must have been amazing. Same thing over here in Ezekiel, right? He saw the throne, he saw the, the light that from God and what emanated around God, and fell and he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? You understand? And so this is Jesus, which is different than God on his throne. 
And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. So, you see, go back to Ezekiel now, but do you see, Jesus asked Saul why he persecuted him. You know, why are you persecuting me? And it was the same thing as Ezekiel just experienced, but Ezekiel was face-to-face with God himself. Let's go back to the second half of Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 28. So, and when I saw it, the glory of the Lord, that's Yahweh, I fell upon my face, and I heard a voice of one that spake. So, this is the glory of Yahweh, okay? That's the name. They put the Lord there, but it's actually Yahweh. And so he fell on his face, and he heard a voice of one that spake. So someone spoke to him, and he heard it when he was on his face. Understand, Ezekiel, who was in captivity in Babylon, had seen the Almighty God and was on his face, and he hears a voice speaking. Verse 2. And he said unto me, Son of man, stand upon thy feet, and I will speak unto thee. It's interesting that God uses this term for Ezekiel. God Almighty has Ezekiel's attention now, and he tells him to stand up. You see what that shows us? God doesn't want you on your face when he's talking to you. He wants to talk to you face-to-face. That is the difference between human leaders and other supernatural and God. The kings and other rulers like to see others humble and bow in their presence and not looking at their faces when talking to them. They didn't get that from God or Jesus. Ezekiel had been listening to the local priests and prophets of the captivity and to his own thoughts. So when Jeremiah wrote the letter, none of them could see with spiritual eyes the truth in what Jeremiah was saying. That's the way it works. We see here that Ezekiel was a chosen vessel of God. And so because of that, as Paul told us, God had justified him. I want you to go back to Romans now, or go to Romans, I should say, and go to Romans, and and I just want us to read one little verse so you know the way God um, feels and what happens as far as God's chosen vessel. And a chosen vessel is one that has a specific job to do for the kingdom of heaven, and that, of course, Ezekiel had. He was to go to Israel. Um, not an easy job, as it also wasn't an easy job for Saul, Paul. So Romans eight thirty three, Paul's telling you something very important. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. I just want you to read that to understand 
Paul tells us that God justifies his elect, okay? Ezekiel was a vessel of God, and God was going to use Ezekiel to go and talk to Israel. You see, it didn't work with Jeremiah, right? Jeremiah, um, they wouldn't listen to him. So now God has one of their own in captivity that he's going to use for them to listen to, will they? But for that to happen, for Ezekiel to be able to be used by God, for that to happen, a change had to occur in Ezekiel. And we see that happen in verse 2, because as Ezekiel was, he was, you know, he, he saw the supernatural, he knew it was God, and yeah, okay. But you see, he's, he's um, still connected to his religious community. But what happens in verse 2? What's the change that happens in verse 2? And the same thing happened with Paul, by the way. Verse 2, And the Spirit entered into me when he spake unto me. So the Spirit of God entered into Ezekiel. The Spirit of God had to. And set me upon my feet that I heard that spake unto me. So, Ezekiel was told by God to stand up and listen to what God wanted to say to him, but the human Ezekiel didn't do what God wanted. Did you see that? God said, I fell on my face, and God said, you know, and he said to me, son of man, stand upon thy feet, and I will speak to thee. But um, we, we know that he didn't do it. He just stayed there. And Ezekiel actually didn't do what God wanted him to until the Spirit of God actually went into Ezekiel. So God changes Ezekiel by sending his Spirit into Ezekiel, and now Ezekiel was able to stand up. As Ezekiel stood up, God was speaking to him. You see, as humans, we sometimes can't understand why God would use us to do his work. But, the, but God does use us, and Jesus wants us to follow his leading. So you understand that this is the way it works. With Saul Paul, the same thing happened. He was, you know, doing what the religious community had told him he should be doing, which is going after people and bringing them back, change to Jerusalem to answer for their crimes and and then he met Jesus and there was a change in him a big change and how do you think he got that change you think it like just oh, popped on like okay well one one minute I'm doing what the religious community wants me to do and the next minute I decide that oh, oh wow uh ah I can see this light, and okay, now I'm going to listen to you. No, it doesn't work that way. It's the same thing with Ezekiel. What happened with Saul Paul is that God gave Paul the gift of faith at that moment. You understand? To be able to understand who Jesus actually was. 
a change occurred in Saul Paul also when he received the Spirit of God, which is his eyes were opened to the truth, the gift of God. So in Ezekiel here, verse 2, it says, And he said unto me, Son of man, I send thee to the children of Israel, to a rebellious nation that hath rebelled against me. They and their fathers have transgressed against me, even unto this very day. So, God wants Ezekiel to stand up. Ezekiel doesn't stand up, so God sends his spirit into him. So then Ezekiel stands up, because it's God doing the work through Ezekiel. And in verse 3, God gets right to the point. No small talk with God. And personally, I have to learn that myself. No small small talk with God. God just gets to the point. And, um, you know, a lot of us that are doing works for the kingdom, we are human And, you know, we think of things in human terms, in human customs, and stuff like that. But God is showing us the way he wants it done. He doesn't want you to be doing things in human terms. He wants you to do things the way he does, right to the point. God calls Ezekiel, which I find interesting, son of man, which... The Hebrew means son of Adam. (laughs) And Adam rebelled against God. And so did Ezekiel. Adam listened to his wife, and Ezekiel had been listening to the religious community. God uses this term when he talks to Ezekiel um, throughout the book. I don't think that Ezekiel was called Ezekiel any time during that book. It was always the Son of Man. So God is telling Ezekiel, don't be like Adam. God tells Ezekiel that he has a job for him to do, and that job is to go to the children of Israel for him. Now, first of all, (laughs) first of all did God ask Ezekiel would you go and help me out with this no Uh, Ezekiel was a chosen vessel he had no free will you understand the spirit of God was now in Ezekiel Ezekiel could hear what God wanted him to do and Ezekiel could not say no that's the part that people Believers don't understand that there's a difference between someone that's a chosen vessel and someone that's just a sheep. A sheep has free will. They can do, you know, things that God wants them to do, or they cannot. They do the choosing. But the elect, those that are chosen, they don't have free will. Sometimes they balk at it, you know, and they get upset and... And they, they, like uh, Jeremiah um, told us, I think uh, once or twice, that he was so tired of the way the people of Israel was treating him that he said, I'm not going to tell him nothing no more for you, God. But as Jeremiah said, that didn't work out too well. <laughs> he, he, he 
said that in his mind. His flesh said, I'm not going to do it, but he had no choice. He had to do what God wanted him to. See, that's the difference. And so Ezekiel is told by God about Israel, like God had told Jeremiah. So God says they are rebellious. Okay, and what is God saying by that? Meaning, Ezekiel, you are also one of them. God says they rebelled against me, and Ezekiel knows he had also been rebellious against God because they all thought they were doing what God wanted them to do, and they were in captivity because that was just the way life was. Except Jeremiah had been telling them it was because of going against God's rules and what God wanted them to do. That's why they were in captivity. Now, this must have been an eye-opener for Ezekiel. And what, it, what, what was opening now? What did Ezekiel finally understand? To know Jeremiah had been correct all along. And... <clears throat> That's, you know, that's an, that's an eye-opening experience when, you know, one moment you're doing this and thinking that this is the way it should be, and God, you know, has other plans, and he opens your eyes to see what it is that you were doing is wrong, you were listening to somebody you shouldn't have or whatever, that then you realize, wow, and then you say, wow, how could I have done that, you know, and I... I Fallen into that trap myself, you know, sure have. But God's had to smack me around a couple of times to get my attention, um, like Ezekiel here. So God continues to open Ezekiel's eyes to the truth. Uh, because Ezekiel thought that his fellow captives were, you know, good people. Now he knew different. And I can tell you that that's interesting to come across. God tells him that they and their fathers are still rebelling against God. <clears throat> now, it is interesting. It says here that, Son of man, I send thee to the children of Israel to a rebellious nation that hath rebelled against me. So, that hath rebelled against me, meaning Ezekiel at one point, you were part of that rebellious nation. And now, the second part of this says, they um, and their fathers have transgressed against me even unto this day. So you see there's a difference there. Yes, Ezekiel was part of that then, but he's not including Ezekiel in it now because there's a change that happened in Ezekiel. So Ezekiel wasn't included because God had justified his sins. In other words, wiped them out. Do you see the difference between the, the way God speaks or spoke to Ezekiel and the way God spoke to Daniel or had you know his angels come and speak to Daniel? There is a big difference between the two. They're both of Israel, both prophets, both from Jerusalem, both in captivity, and both thinking that they're doing what God wants them to do. In other words, God is setting Ezekiel straight concerning his fellow Israelites. 
So God calls them rebellious. Rebellious means to rebel. Rebel means to work against God. Verse 4. For they are impudent children and stiff-hearted. I do send thee unto them, and thou shalt say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, which is an interesting um, name used there. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, so in Ezekiel chapter 2, verse 4, God continues to enlighten Ezekiel to the truth of his captives, his fellow captives, and to Israel in general. Israel is a cruel people. That's what impudent means. It means to be cruel. Israel is stiff-hearted. Their heart is not gentle. In other words, they are not kind people. God tells Ezekiel, this is the way they are. Okay, so God's preparing Ezekiel for his work. But Ezekiel, this is what God's saying, I am sending you to them to talk to them. (laughs) Then God tells Ezekiel that he will tell them, Ezekiel, this is what and God's title. Now, it says Lord God, and so I looked that up, as I've told you, when the Spirit tells me to look things up, I do, because I thought it would have said Yahweh Elohim, because it's the Lord God. The Lord is Yahweh, and God is usually El or Elohim. But actually, it's that's not what it says, the God part. Um, it's actually, the words are... Yahweh, your sovereign, says. So the word God is actually sovereign. Um, And so it it means, in other words, you're a king. Understand? The one that Israel rebelled against and asked for a king. God was their king back in the time of um, Samuel. And Samuel was the prophet. And Israel asked for a king like the nations had. God was their king at the time. And they didn't need a human king. And and then God gave them Saul. So that's what's going on there. But they rebelled from the beginning. Now Ezekiel will also understand what Jeremiah went through. That's right. This When God chose Jeremiah and called him and told him what he was going to do, he said the same things to Jeremiah that he said to Ezekiel. Let's read verse 5. And they, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear, for they are a rebellious house, yet shall know that there hath been a prophet among them. So, God tells Ezekiel, it doesn't matter if they listen to you, they probably will not, because they are rebellious. You see, that's the way it works, as a prophet of God. Not everybody is called to be a prophet of God, but as a prophet of God, you have things to tell people, the brethren, and God sends you to go and warn them. And... um, 
And as a human, you know, if you do it a long time, which I have, I can tell you that after a while, you go to all these different churches and talk to these pastors and things like that, and and after a while, it's just like, why am I doing this? They're not listening to me. That's the human part of you. Your human part doesn't want to do it. And so um, that's the way it works. It's, you know, it's been like that from the beginning. God's prophets have been not listened to. But God continues and he says, but they will know a prophet has been sent to them. That is the same way it is today in Christianity. God sends prophets to warn the brethren, but they want to do things their own way so they don't listen. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. You know. And I find that um, sad that that that's the way it is. And we're going to stop it right there. Next time we're going to pick it up and compare it to Jeremiah and show you a little bit of insight into what Jeremiah and Ezekiel, one was in captivity, the other wasn't, um, what they went through. And that completes the study. Ezekiel, the prophet of God. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.